2021, the only show discussing the top 20 things in the 21st century. My name, Joseph Eastwood, Fresh with me, as always, it's the good doctor, Doc Woolridge, and the Shaw. Spooky, 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 spooky. <laughs> it's all Hallow's Eve here, baby. <laughs> Feeling in the air, it's Halloween. For us, anyway. For you, it's going to be next Monday. It's going to be November. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Right now, uh, the frost on the ground. Old Jack Frost is nipping at my nose. The leaves are falling. Wait a minute. Did you say it's Jack about Frost? Must That's be right. Santa. Jackie Must Frost. be Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Santa Claus. It's about as autumnal as it can feel out there. Uh, fall is here, baby. And I'm dropping the voice because it was certainly. <laughs> this is my name's Joe. Um, Coming at you uh, live on WDBVX. <laughs> I wonder how long I can keep it up. Not very long. Uh, this is Eastwood. They do all kind of stuff. That's uh, the shark and the doc. And um, what's going on, doctor? Doctor. doctor. Hey. Same old, same old, man. Doctor. <laughs> we got to uh, later in a little bit in the show, we're going to get to the uh, Rolling Stones top 250 list, which was pretty despisable. So we all made up our own 20, top 25 list. Uh, do with it as you will. What else we got going on? Um, oh, I hope we got a big show announcement. Remember, Charo, May 28th, Marion right. Cultural and Civic Center. That is right. Charo, going to be in Marion. Can't wait to see her. I kind of like this voice now that I've fallen into it. Charo, Marion Civic Center. Go see her. A legend. Where, how, where did Charo get her uh, big start? Where was Charo's big break? Where do we know Charo from? I don't know. Wasn't it on a TV show somewhere? It was like, it was like Johnny Carson or something, right? Yes, it seemed like a variety show, show or something. Zoomers don't know what we're talking about. Oh, Beelzebub, something just attacked our equipment. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> Everything just went down, went down Halloween and gremlins, man. and gremlins. <laughs> I know uh, I, we did have some technical difficulties. We are back, as I used to say. Um, we were talking about... You can't uh, stop this magic. That's right. Neil Diamond would have our heads if we did. Um, we're going to do our own uh, top 25 uh, guitar picking list uh, since we did not like Rolling Stones top 250. Everybody's pretty upset about it in the guitar community anyway. We're going to discuss. Uh, they should be. Oh, they should be. Oh, oh no, Chandler. Clickbait and Rolling Stone is a lifestyle magazine, not a music magazine. There, I said it. Yep. <clears throat> Could it be any more sad? <laughs> Chandler died. <laughs> That's terrible. I saw the Saturday Night Live skit from when he hosted back in the day, and he taught Sarcasm 101. Ah. <laughs> it was classic. Well, you it wanna, was here's so a, classic. Here's a little uh, backstory on that uh, episode. He, he, he pitched that, that whole idea, right? And his whole thing was he uh, was like, I want to do a thing where I, I use my Chandler speak. And uh, Norm MacDonald's like, what's, what's that now? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you know, I invented this way of talking for my character. I invented this thing that he does. And he gives Norm an example, and Norm takes a long beat and looks at him, and then looks at uh, the other writer, Jim Downey, and says, I'm gonna censor myself. MF thinks he invented sarcasm? You talking about sarcasm? <laughs> 
<laughs> so that is why the uh, skit is <laughs> has sarcasm very firmly in place because Norm was and, like, and Norm Macdonald never gets it. Like in the in the skit, <laughs> Norm Macdonald just seems to say he's he's ugly or fat like his dad. Yeah, and everybody's like that's not sarcasm. Not sarcasm. <laughs> and he yeah. wants to take a bath with the hot teacher's aide. <laughs> that's all he says over and over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, that's the the back story is that like Norm was kind of offended that Chandler uh, Matthew Perry claimed that he invented that, and Norm was like, so the "Guy thinks he invented sarcasm." <laughs> So, uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, yeah, we're going to do well, our list. That thing. I, uh, we'll go ahead, Shark. Well, that meme going around just this week uh, where it's like some guy, you know, some uh, you know, young person, um, you know, up and coming, you know, tech bro type guy, you know, whatever type thing. And he's like, hey, how about uh, we do this? It's like, you know, we all sit around and no phones or no tablets and we just talk or we do whatever, you know. And it's like in the captions, like, hey, I think the millennials or the Gen Z people just invented hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's the thing. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Crazy. <laughs> um, I got some album woes I want to talk about sometime. Oh, uh, Robbie, Invincible. I don't know if it's dropped, but it, it's here. Season two. Have you finished season one of Invincible on Amazon Prime? Wait, which one's in, which one's Invincible? Invincible, the cartoon um, with Oh, uh, no, no, JK. no. Yeah, I'm all caught up. Well, yeah, next, no, I'm all caught up and ready. So season two drop, season Holden's going to freak is out. Coming, it's coming out quickly. It has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh, wow. I hear it's uh, <coughs> just as emotionally resonant and even bloodier than the first season is what I've read. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, yeah, me neither. Shark, have you watched... Uh, Invincible on the Amazon Prime. No, I, th- I, 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 I highly suggest it. <clears throat> really good show. Um, animated. You'll have to get over the animation part of it, but uh, it's great. I, no, I'm okay with animation. I really, really like it. It's the it's boys esque, but not. They didn't go the direction boys. Yeah, went. I think you would like it, Shark. It really it is. It's boys esque without the super sexual humor, but everything else is right on par. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. It's great. Got some great actors. Season two is coming, hundred percent. I have to talk about real fast. Robbie, I wish you'd watch it. I got OG to watch it. Maybe he'll start sending us reviews. It's a show called Thirty Coins. It's on Max. It's from HBO Europe, from Spain specifically. Uh, it's a Spanish show, and I am hooked like no other show right now. Uh, Thirty Coins. If you want your is this show, is this show as good as a great bowl of paella? (laughs) (laughs) Better, I'd I'd say. I've never never seen paella this sexy or this dangerous. (laughs) Um, If you want your horror uh, absolutely stark with no humor and none of that cabin in the woods, I know I talked about cabin in the woods. not long ago on here is a movie that sharks should watch because of the fact that it really broke the mold of horror movies and made it the cool thing to make oh here's a scare followed by a joke it's okay lighten up here's a scare now here's a big joke now here's another joke and it basically made every horror movie into a comedy now um this show is like nope it's just a straight up dark dark uh uh show it's about the 30 coins that judas got paid uh 
to route out old JC himself. And uh, I believe it's 30 pieces of silver. That's right. Is the biblical reference you're making. That there is correct. As a staunch conservative Christian uh, <laughs> who who's hoping to be Speaker of the House someday. I, uh, <laughs> well, those coins, sorry, I'd say he sorry. might be trying to collect them because if you get all 30 back in one place, you, much like Hitler, uh, pursued the spear that uh, sliced JC open. Um, no. If you, if you get these 30 coins in one place, you will have like ultimate powers, essentially the premise of the show. Oh, okay. And it follows a priest in Spain. Who I need an old priest and a young <laughs> priest. <laughs> it is brutal. It is really dark. Um, I highly suggest it. It's it's a really cool show. It takes okay. it, it takes such big chances that an American show would never take because they would fear that somebody would be, oh, that was looked lame when they did this, or, you know, that storyline, can you believe they tried to pull that off? They'll just go for it in this show, and it will come off just very dark and like, oh, God, no, it's, I don't, it's, um, I shouldn't say that. It's not that dark and creepy, but it's it, they take chances that other shows take, and I'm not saying chances like because it's gory or anything like that. I just mean chances story-wise. Um Right, and you will get you will get it. I, I wanted to tell my mom to watch it, but the opening credits every week are their depiction of Christ being crucified. <laughs> A different one, and uh, it's real nasty. Um, it's it's like he's like looking at Judas as he takes the coins and he's smiling at him. Jesus, I mean, with blood in his teeth and like kind of cursing him. <laughs> so. The Spanish uh, Jesus is a little different from the white American Jesus. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, yes, 30 coins. Please check it out. If uh, I know Halloween's over. It's just a Monday for all y'all out there. Hey, uh, speaking of Nazis, I ended up watching uh, the Zizu. latest uh, Indiana Jones the other night. Oh, nice. Shark and I talked about it off air. Yeah. You know what? Shark said, I remember when it came out. Shark said it hit all the right notes. And it did. Yeah. And I agree. I completely agree. It I hit. really enjoyed it. I had it, a good time. It, it was hit. not the crystal. Uh, no, I mean, it, it wasn't crap. a great movie. It, it wasn't had a phenomenal. It wasn't awesome. Notes, but if you, but it, it, it put a nice, yeah. nice cap on everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was one of those guitar players that it hit all the notes. Some of the notes were bad, but it hit yeah. all of them. <laughs> but it hit them all. It hit them yeah. all. No, I really did enjoy it. I'm still. Uh, not flummoxed, but I'm still. I don't know where I stand on on spoilers. The the part where he goes back and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That I was kind of like, I, how do I feel about this? I don't know. They've uh, but they set it up nicely. I like that the you know when he says stuff like you haven't drinking the blood of Kala. <laughs> to, to, uh, yeah. to that girl, like they're setting it up, and he even tells her like I've seen stuff. It, like crazy stuff happens, um, so it it made it a little more sellable. But I just, uh, as it was happening, I told Shark there was uh, my writer brain was just going into every option of how this isn't going to work. And when I mean isn't going to work, I don't mean flawed. The movie's flawed. I mean how the plan isn't going to work, and they're not going to go back in time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, my writer brain's like, oh, this is going to happen, and that's not going to be. Or if he's right, it's all f false, whatever. And then when it just did it, I was like, oh, that's, uh, all right, they just did it. Okay. <laughs> so, but I did like it, and um, it did send it 
they, I think they sent him off well, and I like, I really like the way it ended. I'm a bit of a sap though. Um, yeah. But I liked the the ending with him and Marianne and her, and him and her saying him asking her where does it hurt and like that whole scene. Um, oh yeah. Really uh, got to me. So I was like, I looked at my wife and I was like. Oh, do you, and she's like, what? And I was like, oh, you you don't remember the scene from the first movie, do you? <laughs> Never mind. Went right over her head. No romance for her when it comes to Indiana. Um, I got some album woes to talk about Uh-oh. here, boys. Um, should I discuss them all live on air? Or sure. Almost live. Memorex on air? Mm. One person well, we got, got that reference. Um, well, I got a lot of songs. <laughs> got a uh, seventeen songs recorded. Old Sharky here's on uh, six of them. Uh, myself and Polly are on all of them, um, and they're really good. And uh, they're mastered and kind of ready for the world to hear. But there's a lot of them, and part of me wants to. Um, split them up into two albums. Okay. Not only do I want to split them up into two albums, I want to record two more songs for one that would feature pretty much just Polly and I kind of on the softer side of things. Um, okay. Um, but, you know, there'll be Cold Corn Liquor, Ghost Set of Fire, those songs will be in there. So it won't be a you know snooze fest by any means. And then I would like to do a separate one with the ones with more full band with sharks playing and got bass and um, drums on some of them. <clears throat> but I would like to record about four more songs to finish it off and record two more songs to finish the other one off and then release two albums that are basically a double album, but not, you know, I'm not going to force people to buy them together or anything. Like you mean that. like vinyl? Two vinyls? Well, no, just to release. Uh, it, it'll be, um, you know, just out to the world, Spotify, um, album cards. Oh, okay. Whatever. Vinyl, yes, I would like to do vinyl. Of course, it's going to change a lot of, it's going to make it problematic because it'll make it double the cost to get it printed. So, uh, but anyway, what I don't know. Or do I just go with what I have as one big album that has a lot of, not different, but it has two different flavors going back and forth throughout that album. This part of me wants to say, well, why don't I just go ahead and finish what I've started with, with these other songs with Jeff and round that off and make an entire album that is very unique to itself and has a sound, um, you know, like every song is, yeah, I know what album that's from, <laughs> um, kind of a thing. Uh, I don't know. Thoughts? Opinions? All right, well, here's here's my initial thought. And again, I'm not a musician or understand all the crap that goes into it. Um, I am one of the people... And you're right, Robbie. That crap crap that goes into it is the most appropriate word to put away. Getting into this place, getting people to, you know, whatever. Um, I am one of the few people who unabashedly loves that Guns N' Roses release the bloated Use Your Illusions <laughs> Use 1 Your and 2. Illusion 2 yeah. I'm dead serious because there's songs that at I the time do. I didn't like and now I go back and I'm like, okay, I really enjoy this. Or what a cool snapshot of what they were doing at the time. Mm. So my point is, 
I say make it all. Give it, give it all to the world. Let it all out. Well, and the thing is, the songs I've written to go with the songs that feature Jeff and I and Polly, um, I think will maybe even showcase what we're doing more, even more so. Yeah. To make that sound even com- more complete. And I have some, I don't want to say more contemporary, but a little slightly more contemporary structured songs uh, that I've written. Okay. And I think it would really make that sound complete. And I think it would be a cool 11 track album. Just, you know, very concise one package. And then the other package would be Eastwood and Lene, Ditch Lily, very, uh, also very concise. Longer though. <clears throat> I think there'll still be 12 songs on it. Um, but very okay. mellow, mellow, um, and then I shouldn't say mellow, but it'll have its own sound as well. I think that all those songs gel really well. So, Shark, what are you? What are your thoughts on it? What do you think? He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would hell. I would have. I would have play every day. I let's let's do a thousand songs. I what where I get bogged down is 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 the release strategy. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. it. it I don't, you know, I mean, there's nothing, the release strategy for me, there's nothing artistic or creative about it. It's, that's pure capitalism. And I don't know the right answer. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I don't, you can, you can make a little bit of money <laughs> off of something, uh, off of, you know, it's a local, whatever, selling cards, um, which is what I'm going to do. Um, the vinyl, uh, the vinyl, I don't know. The vinyl would be dependent on. I don't know. It, it, that, that's that's kind of where I get confused, and I'm not sure what to do. Um, so, if anybody out there's got any thoughts, uh, let me know. Because <laughs> I really would okay. like to make a Darlings of Avalon, you know, that sound album, and I'd love to just make the other album. What I was gonna, what I was going to say is, there's so little money to be made <laughs> in actual releasing for me personally. That right. the more I have to release, I think the better it will be uh, at the end of end of the day. Uh, vinyl or not, out of the question. You know, um, just getting cards made and selling cards and have, being on on iTunes and Spotify, etc. But because I want to put everything I can out there, but I don't want to put an album that sounds like it could be two albums in one album. Right. And I know that doesn't matter anymore. Kids don't care about albums. I think only we care about albums. I think that's right. I don't think anybody... Well, under, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I say that, but I don't think that's right, man, because that's like the only really physical way that you can listen to music anymore, you know? Well, no, I guess what I'm saying is... Kids listen to singles. They don't. I don't think they care about an album being released by a person because a lot of artists don't release albums anymore. They just release singles, and eventually they'll release that album. But I don't. I don't think kids are listening to whole albums. I think they make playlists. I don't listen to albums. I. I mean, if the Nationals' new album came out, I listen to it. I love it. I will listen to that album. But eventually, I'm going to choose the five songs I love on it to add to a playlist, and that's going to be it. Um, so I don't know. It's a, uh, it's all uh, very thought provoking, and I am not sure what to do. So uh, maybe if you hear those the new songs, you'll be like, "Hey, I get it." 
those should be on there. <laughs> of course, I could just release those uh, separately, I suppose, as singles. All right. Well, I don't. I don't know. I just and I'm and I'm not being. I, I'm I'm trying to think because that's uh, stuff like that vexes me, and I just don't know what the right answer is. And I think mm-hmm. at some point, I kind of start to spin, you know, like in one place, like like oh shit, what is the right you know way to do this? Yeah. Um, well, and I right. always ultimately feel like whatever I'm doing, the other way would have been better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I I also think of it this way. Um. Will all of the songs on the album sound better if we're playing it all as a band with you and I and Polly and the bass player? Uh, yes. Can Polly and I play all those yeah. songs without you as a duo? Absolutely. So for me, it's kind of like this is the best that this song needed. It's not always going to sound like this. <clears throat> when possible, if I can get all these people together, I will happily do it. And that's the best it will sound. However... We could also do it without those folks. And that's the problem I ran into with American Lion, is I had a bunch of great songs, but they're unplayable by myself. You, I can't. Right. I wrote them to be played but with a band, so if I'm just playing a riff, it doesn't sound like anything without exactly. the rest of the band. This is different. I, I kind of thought these songs specifically simply so I can play them any scenario I want to. They're essentially going to be the same song. Uh, better or less. Um, so anyway, I don't know if you guys have thoughts uh, or any more thoughts about it. We shall talk about it. Uh, I'm, I'm really leaning towards double and just saying the more I could get out there, the better. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's like Shark said, I'll probably be like, that wasn't the right way to go about it. <laughs> I should have just played well, that's, Yeah, that's album. me. That's, that's why I just hesitate. Here's my bottom line is, is I want to play the guitar. If you happen to be recording it, so much the better. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I got like I said, I got about, I got about four more for us to do, and about two more for Polly and I to do. So she's on board either way. She's she she whatever. Polly's great to work with in the sense that uh, whatever is best for me in the song, that is what is best for her. So oh, by the way, I talked yeah. about that uh, thing, Shark, about maybe recording. So we'll talk about that Thursday. All right. Yeah. Right on. Uh, we get to the uh, Corey Feldman. No, we do have an OG review of The Wire. I think you finished it, actually. I don't ever try to re- read the views. Oh, man, we are deep into No Nut November. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Who invented? It had to be a loser, right? That invented I don't, no I don't, need, I don't eat nuts at any time of the year. I've just never been a big fan. I like legumes in general. Now, peanut you know, butter, I, mean, I can't beans live without. Beans are fine. Yep, but... Yeah, it, we'll see. That's it. Maybe that's it. I, like you if you smash it up and you add some salt and some sugar, yep. and, you know, it's great. Hey, you know I love my almond milk. <laughs> I love almond milk, and I, I, lo- I love it. I love my peanut butter. Um, I couldn't live without those two things. And they are I love powered. how you're up early every morning painstakingly milking the almonds. Ah, dude, it takes a while. Can you milk me, Grit? <laughs> I think we've said that reference for the last four weeks, or I've said. I think we well, we should have <laughs> collectively. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I was going to say, and what's, your, and what's wrong with that? <laughs> oh boy, I was going to talk about my nightmares. I we just need to make that our default say. You remember, like when we were young, and like you know, your group people would have some default sayings. Sure. You know, it's like, hey, you guys want McDonald's tonight? Can you milk me, Robbie? Yeah, We were talking about all pudding yeah. and all pumpkin the other night about that being uh, a thing. Uh, when somebody would say so, like complain, you'd say all pudding. <laughs> like that was a collective. 
expression that we I don't know where it came from or where it went, but I'm glad it's gone. Hey, let's get we to We had talking. a deal for a while that was, uh, I got your whatever right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and you would grab your... <laughs> and that, that ended quickly when the first Bush became president and one of your buddies walked through the living room and said, I got your Bush right. Oh, no, that joke didn't. <laughs> talking about beer, right? I hate Bush beer. Uh, yeah. Trans. Yeah. All right. He was on the hunt. <laughs> oh, so I got so much to talk about here. I've got so many <coughs> notes. Oh, no, no. Can we change no nut before we get into our list of top 25 favorite guitar players? Um, uh, can we change? What do we got? No nut November. Let's change that to something else because it had to be a real loser that invented that, right? I say I'm like Kramer sliding in and slapping my cash on the table. I'm out. <laughs> I don't get it. How about uh, let's see here? No Nancy. No Nancy. November. I don't get it. Uh, uh. <laughs> no nonsense. November. No nonsense. November. Is this also the month where d bags grow their don't shave? Is that right, or is that something else? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Why are they? Why are they giving us jobs during the month? I got enough jobs. I don't need something else to do because society tells me I'd drape myself in velvet if it was. <laughs> I'd be ensconced in velvet. <laughs> I know, I know. I was trying to do the George where, where Jerry says, "I know, I know." You all about it. Society won't let accept it. Hey, by the way, I saw something fun. Uh, at least Marvel's doing something right. I seen that all the is Marvel still around? They doing a thing. <laughs> well, still? The, the only thing they're doing right, I saw, is that all their working titles for movies are named after Seinfeld, uh, either sayings or whatever. So, like uh, Spider-Man movies are all named like Summer of George, uh, <laughs> Serenity Now. So, if you see a working title of a movie that's a Seinfeld name, you know that it's a Marvel movie, which I thought was kind of fun. So, yeah, that's about all they're doing great, good. I think though. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's uh, let's get into it. I think. Um, uh, no nonsense, November. Let's do this. <laughs> I've talked about thirty coins. I have a weird list because I just, uh, you know, I'm sure as you guys say your list, I'm gonna be like, oh crap, oh no. You know, I, Ooh, you know what I, I think we should do is I think we should try to uh, try to guess. Um, Try to guess at least one obscure one off of each off of the other person's list. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. do too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think Chuck, me and you, I think you and I, I have a feeling we're gonna share at least three or four. I, I could be probably, wrong. Probably, probably, probably. Um, so I, I like that. Um, can I guess your shark? Can I? Can I can yeah. I yeah. Um, yeah. Clarence White. Clarence White is on there. He's oh, not. Nice. A, I don't think it's that obscure to you and I, but I think to a lot. Of but he's definitely obscure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, well, let me ask a question here. So, like, um, Tony um, Rice. Oh God! Now I can't think of his name. What about? So I would think on Sharks list would be Roy Clark. Is that obscure? Well, that's Roy Clark's what I was going to pick for you. Ah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Rob, I'm going to say Mike Bloomfield. No, good guess. No. Hmm. Jack White. No. Jack White is on mine. Oh, okay. 
I like, yep. I like Jack White. It was so, it was hard. It was very hard to make with twenty. How are we going to do this? You want to so, start? So, so I know I Woods has got to have Mississippi John Hurt. Well, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I have you know he's on there, but I'm guessing Elliot Easton's also on there. Oh wow! No, he's not. But you know, that's just me being forgetful. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's, 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 a, that's a good pull. Okay. All right, we ready? I think so. Should we do like each I'm one's ready. each one's number twenty-five, and then each by each person's number twenty-four, and go down the list like that? Okay, I like that. I like that. Oh, I just did. And 20. if someone if someone kind of yeah, like 20. say yeah twenty say uh, Eastwood say you drop. Um, <laughs> Mike Bloomfield, uh-huh. and it's on my list somewhere. Should I take it off my list and say, okay, that well, was on my list? I think list. we just no, recognize so. that, that, say, that oh, like, hey, I had him seven. up there. At, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, who's going first? Let's do this thing. This is the top 20. Now, I looked at this as my favorite guitarist or a guitarist that I either think of as an influence or someone I listen to and say, God bless it. Um Someone like that, uh, more as more opposed than I think they're the best. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. these are people I yeah. really love listening to. Yes, exactly. Much more concisely. I pulled together know. some uh, some obscure criteria that were only known to me at the time, and I created a list from it. Okay. Hey. All right. Let's do it. Who's going first, Robbie? Let's hear you. Number twenty. All right. Uh, number twenty for me mm-hmm. is Kirk Hammett. Whoa, Kirk Hammett, the monster. Yep. I love his solos. I love his solos. Hey, and I tell you what, at the at the end of this, we need to uh, rank each other's lists, right? So, who has the one, two, and three list? Because if a dude's putting, the only reason I say that's because if you're putting Kirk Hammett on your list, you are already in third place, my friend. No, I, this is supposed to be people I like listening to, and I love his guitar. I solos. can't help it that your subjective opinion's awful. <laughs> well, you're not going to like my uh, number 20 then. Because this guy is, uh, he's called the Lord of Three Chords, but boy, I learned a lot from him when I was a youngster. And that's old Angus Young himself. Uh, the Lord yep. of Three oh, lo- Yeah, what's wrong with Angus? He's not on my chords. list, but he should have been. That's he's why I just, forgot. I know a lot of people would be like, what? He's, you know, I don't know. They, I mean, really, this guy grew up in the time of Lord of Three Chords, and I was like, but have you heard their songs, motherfucking mother Yeah, I don't know. I never, I don't know. I, well, I, yeah, I don't think Angus gets, yeah, I just, uh, deserves you know, to be up there. He's good. Uh, he, I, he had a lot of influence on my early days, <coughs> kind of blues-infused uh, rock solos. Uh, I really loved him. All right, Shark, what do you got, number 20? Well, I'm I'm cheating a little bit, but Skinnerd, all the guitars. I don't think you can separate Ooh. Alan Collins from Ned King okay, from King from Rossington. So hey, I'm hey, I'm sure, saying, dude, and that's like seven dudes. Think about what you're saying. Okay. No, 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 no. I, now hang on, now hang on there a second. You I'm know kidding. they were the most liberal band in Southern rock. I mean, they literally wrote an anti-gun theme. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. I love their guitar work. Yeah, but no, I I think all the guitar players in Skinner collectively that that gets the number twenty spot on the list. Okay. okay. I like that. I like that. All right, uh, Robbie, let's go back to you. What do you got? 19. Coming in at 19. I've got Robbie Krieger. Nice. Ah. Nice. Nice. Doesn't get a lot of respect. He's, no, he's more of, of a, you know. Played a lot of versatile stuff. I just dig his vibe, man. He did play a lot of versatile stuff. He was one of those, I'll give you what the song needs kind of guy. And uh, yeah. I, You know, though, he does. I don't know, though, man. It seems to me like he had like a jazz 
uh, and Samba like lesson book, and he learned that, and that was kind of where he stopped. I don't know that he's versatile, boys. Well, I, don't I don't know. Well, I say versatile because he's never playing the same type of style between yeah. songs, I don't think. Yeah. And I, I think he is. I don't believe he has. He's jazz, like all the rest of us. He's got like three styles. Style, yeah. He's got like four licks. <laughs> but and I'm I'm not hacking him. I mean that's all of us. He, but you know uh, he um, reportedly I've always heard this. They had when they first got together. He wanted to play slide on every song. He was such a uh, fun slide player, which is kind of yeah. <laughs> we never heard him play slide. But apparently, every song <laughs> they wrote, he was like, "I want to put slide on it." <laughs> put some slide on it. Well, I understand you know, that. I have a whammy bar. Did you bar. know during the recording of um, the Black Album, Bob By Metallica Rock and um, yes, Bob Rock and James Hetfield had to sit Kirk down and say, "You cannot play a wah wah pedal on every <laughs> on song." Every song. You can't do it. And he's like, but I love it. <laughs> I get that. I, love I get that. I, do too. I feel it. When I've got a sound, when I've got a sound in my head, so I can't good. get out. Uh, it's like ketchup. I want to put it on everything. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, where am I? Am I next here? I think I am. You're next. Oh, yes. Well, I got, this has got to be on everybody's list. When I was a young man, he was my fave. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Page. Yeah, Pagey's on mine. Yeah, and in fact, Pagey Pagey is up there in my number one spot. Wow. Okay, I I would guess that. Well, and that's just total—that's just totally subjective. I—I still want to be Jimmy Page. There's nothing wrong with that as a pick. There's nothing wrong with that. Now my number my number nineteen is going to make you snicker. Okay. But he's he's I as like real Snickers. as any of the other guys on here. Except for them nuts. Nigel Tufnell, baby. No, I knew it. I was going to guess it earlier. I thought, nah, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, yeah, you got to have Nigel on 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 your top top guitar <laughs> players list because he's an actual guitar player. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I mean he he loves them, he cherishes them. It's got the old tiger on it. <laughs> well, you, well, you would if it was plugged in. <laughs> well, your hand looked better if it was in Dublin. <laughs> I can put this on and walk anywhere on the stage. <laughs> well, all the mucky muck. Yeah, oh, God, I hate the mucky muck. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know where to start. I mean, like, like, if, if, like, for example, if you put this and then you keep folding it. Yeah, and I, and I don't want this. <laughs> all right, Easton, what is it, your guitarist? I think it's you. I no, think I think, his. Yeah, I think it's your 18. 18, buddy. Oh, so it's to me? Yes. Yep. 18. Uh, Prince, but he doesn't play it enough. That's what I, I knew, wrote. Prince, I knew, I knew Prince would enough. be on Robbie's list. <laughs> nice. I, uh, mm-hmm. I think Prince uh, loved Jimi Hendrix, and he makes a lot of noise. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I have Prince's. He's, yeah, he's, he's enjoying himself. Uh, 18, I got, uh, I got to play with him once. Uh, I, I thought he was just... Uh, as a young man, I thought he like was the only blues thing that there was, and that's uh, Mr. Buddy Guy. He's coming. Hey, in. he's nice. on my list. Yep, oh, nice. on my list. Nice. Very nice. I've yeah. got somebody, somebody as iconic at my number eighteen spot, and that's one William Nelson. Hey, I oh. almost made my list. He didn't make it. You know, I mean, I think I've said this to you guys. It's I heard somebody say it, and it was like it yes. made total sense to me when you say. listen to Willie sing. It's not that Willie's a bad singer. It's that Willie doesn't care about the words. He's ready to get to the guitar picking. 
<laughs> He's like, let's get through these damn words as fast as we can so we can play some guitar. <laughs> and that I got to respect. <laughs> well, you would love John Mississippi John Hurt because half the time he just stops, stops singing mid-verse and just starts playing guitar. <laughs> I'd say, well, that's, I'm with him. I'm with him. Most of the time it's because his, his stuff's so complicated <laughs> it's really hard to sing along with. And he'll just stop, and you're just like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, what you said during the guitar was more important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie, what is your... Wait, no, no Shark, sir. No, you don't use yours, right? Yeah, it's Robbie 17. Yeah, okay, Robbie 17. my 17 is Johnny Hickman. Johnny Hickman? And I knew there'd be a silence. Yeah. He is the lead guitarist Johnny? and one of the founders for the band Cracker. Oh, he plays whoa. bluegrass, blues, whoa. rock, everything. And I love everything he does I on every album. I don't know Hickman. I don't. I mean, neither. Hey, but I know, I'm glad one. you did that because I got a couple of guys like that, Robbie. That's like, like you know. Hi, hi, no, no, no. hi. So, so when you guys stone. get done today, I want you to look up Cracker? two songs by Cracker. Is that I good? want you to look up "Lonesome Johnny Blues," which is bluegrass, and I want you to listen to "Sweet Potato," which is just out of control. Sweet Potato is Pie. This- is this the same cracker that sings the song I just sang, or is this a different cracker? Yes, the one okay, song the did, radio knows to play by do... him, even though they played a million wonderful songs. Okay, I had no idea. Yeah, Didn't they do a social distortion that. thing where they, they do, like, rock albums and then have some country albums? No, and... no, no, no. You can, like, for instance, Kerosene Hat is their first major label debut. They had an album before that, and it's got Lil' on it, the one we're talking about. That album has... Um, folk, blues, bluegrass, country, like it's like every song is just this different vibe all the way around. That's why it's one of my all time favorite albums, Kerosene Hat. It is amazing. Okay. Kerosene Hat, a little cracker. What's his name? Hickman. Hickman. Johnny Hickman. He's uh, him and David Lowry founded the band. Hey, I know some Lowry. All right. Let's do number 17. My number 17. He's a simple player, but uh, most blues people stole everything from him, including myself. And that's, <laughs> Johnny, that's Johnny Lee Hooker. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Johnny Lee for Hooker sure. on my list. If you play uh, E chord and you play the blues, you're pretty much going to instantly play the little Johnny Lee Hooker riff. Yep. That he hard plays not to. And, it's hard not to. That He kind of made his thing. Um, so, yeah, Johnny Lee Hooker. What do you got, Shark? Eddie Van Halen. On my list. E. Yep. He can't, you got to put, put EVH on my list. Hey. He was an influence and not so much a musical influence. <laughs> more of a, hey, guitar. And here's the reason I say that. He was the, you know, we were kids, man. Guitar was being marketed as a cool thing, like it was on commercials and everything yeah, else. Sure. And yeah. Eddie Van Halen was the was the smiling face in the front of that, and yeah. that made me want to play the guitar, but I couldn't do it like him. So when I say yeah. not an influence, it was like you know I couldn't do you know hit that stuff, but I could do Hendrixy stuff or Pagey stuff or whatever, right. you know. So yeah, but yeah, EVH has has to be on. Yeah, on I really like, want to be a guitar player. I can just I, think uh, of solos of his that I just love listening to. I, I mean, I love listening to. See, I'm with you, Shark. I didn't really want to be a guitar player until I took out a book in the uh, 
high school library about Jimi Hendrix, and I had that famous picture of him dead in his vomit, and I thought, boy, that looks like the life. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey, uh, but uh, real though, quick about ADH, AVH there. Uh, I, lo- I did like Van Halen. I never aspired to play anything like them because I didn't think it was uh, capable of what I was doing at the time. However, the uh, I could play the um, the little acoustic song that he wrote. Is it on Carnal Knowledge? For his son, for Wolfgang. And it's just a really pretty classical sounding, but not that complicated uh, song. And that was the first song that really kind of introduced me to <clears throat> a different tuning, besides page tuning. Um, which I mean, you know, open to. I love <coughs> all kind of open tunings nowadays. But so yeah, I'll give him that. All right, let's go. But the other stuff I loved, I just was like, ah, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that was all I had to say. <laughs> all right, <clears throat> what do we got? What do you got, Rob? Uh, next on my list is Alex Lifeson. Mm. Oh, okay. I what? I don't know, Alex. Who? Rush. Rush. Ah, yeah, I've never been a big Rush fan. I get it though. I understand. Yeah, I love. I just love, and I love that in the '80s, he stopped one day and told the band, "If you don't stop playing effing keyboards on everything, I'm quitting this band. I'm a guitar player. <laughs> I want to play guitar again." And I love that he did that. <laughs> but yeah, like Working Man, I love the riff. I love the solo. I love Twenty One Twelve. I love. Yeah, I just love Lifeson. Yeah, there are plenty of great guitar all over that stuff. Okay. All right. Oh, is, that, is, it, uh, is it me? It uh, is you. All right. The OG here I got, uh, Mr. Muddy Waters. Himself. Muddy Waters on and Ben Electricity. I'm proud of myself. Nice. Uh, I like nice. Muddy. Uh, I put Muddy on my list. He was high on my list because I love oh, blues cool. music, and so much came. I, I have him at one, two, three, four, five. Number five was Muddy. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, Muddy. A lot of people were astounded when they're like, "Who's your favorite slide player?" Because I think they expect me to say like Derek Trucks or Dwayne Almond. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's it's Muddy Waters. And they're like, but he, <laughs> he doesn't play all that much slide. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> he plays the perfect yeah, right? amount. <laughs> like his his riffs are so simple, and I I don't, don't want to say they're simple because that would be very reductive. But um, yeah. They're 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 just what the song needed, and they're so he can just ring so much out of one little note. And if you think yeah. about a song like he's Satisfy, proof that you don't need five thousand notes to make an oh, impact. Yeah. Especially his early, early, early Delta stuff, where he's at, he's playing guitar. Um, a song like Satisfied, it's got three notes. That's it. And it's just, you know, fabulous. And when he slides up, when he comes up to the, he, he just is playing one note. He's not playing a chord. He's literally playing <laughs> bow when he goes up to the five. Bow and comes back. Uh, it's great. All right. What do you got, Shark? Well, I'm sticking with the blues, but I'm, I'm this person represents the new generation, and that's Allie Venable. And oh. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I'm well, yeah, her yeah, out there as kind of representative no, of the, yes, 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 yes. you know, Samantha Fish and and uh, Fish, you know the the Kingfish kid, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, what's his face, yep, and yep, Marcus yep. King, yep. you know that young group of blues players who are you know I guess probably mid twenties, maybe close to thirty even now. Yeah. Um, but you know I like this resurgence among young blues players, and they're all just kind of really really good. 
And I think she's my favorite out of that heap. I like that. All right. Robbie, we're at Okay. 15. So next, I'm going back to my childhood, Johnny yeah. Winter. Hey. Yeah, I, that's, I, there you go. Yeah. I, knew that. I was raised in a house that loved Johnny Winter. <laughs> I still love his music. That His version of Highway 61 is so fun, I almost can't stand it. No, I mean, seriously, it's so much fun to listen to. Well, speaking of Highway, whatever that, 51, um, 61, uh, this next one might seem a little strange, but... Uh, uh, I got Bobby Dylan on my list here. You know, I wanted for to going put electric? Dylan on there, but I thought you or guys what? were going to make fun was, of me for well, that. No, what no. was the logic? I'm <clears throat> um, not making fun. I was really influenced by his acoustic albums he made from the late 80s to the early 90s. Um, gotcha. He made all of these uh, traditional, took a bunch of old traditional songs and redid them. And he's, it's just him and a guitar. There's nobody playing with him. And he really fills out every song remarkably well. Um, I don't know if this is one of the songs that fits right in that pocket, but when when Joe was first really teaching me about Dylan, because it is, it's it's Frisch, you really got me into Dylan. Um, one day we were riding around and we had been listening to all this old stuff, and then you played Blood in My Eyes. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And I, man, to this day, that song just... Is that the name of it? Blood in my eyes. Yeah, blood in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's just hey, that song. Hey, Is that part mama. of that era? Yes, that's yeah. It's exactly from that era. Yeah, I got blood in my eyes. It's got this groove. It's just oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I wanted to put Bob, but I thought I was gonna get uh, like just beat <laughs> up for that. <laughs> no, I learned a lot of uh, finger picking and stuff trying to play that album. Um, I learned how to separate my rhythm. Um, from like leads uh, trying to play that play those songs um, and he's doing I didn't realize it but he's doing like flat picking stuff in there that I was doing so when I'm working on some different things now I'm like oh okay that's that's just this but I was doing it this way anyway yeah so Bobby D is on my list what do you, what do you got nice. where are we at number 13 uh, 15 or 14 14. 14, yes. Doc, Doc Watson, baby. Hey, he is oh, nice. on my list. He is high. Where nice. is he? He's on here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Not Doc Watson can play the guitar been. better than that barefooted dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, Doc he Watson is all over is, uh, I listen to Doc quite often, and uh, yeah, he's one of the guys I said when I listen to him, I just go, gosh. <laughs> right? I don't right? say gosh. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, say, I just am kind of like almost defeated sometimes. Hey, um, rap, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll try it. Uh, so, all right, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, where are you at here? Okay, so my next one is going to be the one, the only, Dicky Betts. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice call. Yes, yeah. I nice put Dicky Betts on mine. Love, yeah. love, love him from the 70s on up. Dude's guitar just absolutely excites me. Well, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, I can feel that. I like it. My Very good, because my next one is uh, none other than old Dwayne Allman himself. Hey, listen oh, nice. to you guys. Nice. Listen to you guys. Yeah. Look at us well, going Allman Brothers Band, baby. It was uh, <laughs> the, first, the first slide that I attempted was Allman Brothers slide way back in the day. Um, so yeah, uh, I had to put it. How'd that work out? Yeah, how'd that work out? 
Um, yeah. I don't like open E <laughs> tuning uh, at okay. the end of the day. I prefer open G. I, I think the possibilities okay. uh, of open G are so beyond what you can do in E. Um, and when it, uh, He's not actually playing an E. He's playing a D, but it's commonly known as the E tuning. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like it. It has... It has its uses, but it runs out of steam for me really quickly. Whereas, okay, um, whereas like a open D tuning or an open G tuning, I can play it all day. Um, so, all right, that's where we at here. Thirteen. Yeah. And I tell you, I hate to break uh, break the mold. Although my next guy is an awesome slide player. Right. He uh, might might be the tallest man in the history of guitar. He's an absolute wild, crazy person, he, but he is an awesome ambassador of the guitar, and that right. is Mr. Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert? I don't oh, think I, yeah. I don't think I know Paul Gilbert. Uh, he was, he was uh, Mr. Big, Racer X. Uh, he's oh. the guy that put all the drill bits on his, uh, he put like a bunch <laughs> yes. of drills, uh, picks yeah. on a on a drill yes. and would, you know. <laughs> yep. um, but like you watch him now on YouTube. And this guy is having fun. He's like Greg Cock. He's having fun 24-7. He's got a thousand jokes. They're all new. It's not like you know, like Vi's got a bunch of jokes, but they're the same jokes for the last 11 years. <laughs> you know, Gilbert's actually funny, a funny, humorous human being. He's fun to watch, and his plan is just like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> yeah, his fingers, cut, his fingers take up half the fretboard. You know what I mean? His span is just, like, insane. Uh, the guy's, he's, he's 12 feet tall. <laughs> Twelve man, this guy's a giant. Oh, he is. He is. He's. He is. He's up. like st stupid big. He's one of them people. It's like you know, Stratocasters look tiny on me. They need to make a bigger guitar. <laughs> Get a Gibson, man. All right. Uh, what do you got? Robbie here? twelve. Robbie twelve. Okay, so I'm getting ready to get beat up really bad for this. So oh, let's wait. just get it over with. I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I couldn't. Every time I bought I, I, an album, I know Robbie's band, got the edge on his list. I know oh, Robbie's got the shit. edge Come on his now. list. <laughs> no, every time I, I bought an album by this band, I couldn't <laughs> wait to hear every song to see what he was going to do on the guitar, and that is CC Deville. No, I, I love it. You know me. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm serious, happy man. you put him I, there. I, I'm I happy he made play. it. Like I would listen to the song and be like, okay, this song's not great, but what's he going to do? Like, Man, he's, like, he was I, such I a tasty, it. bluesy guitar player. And like in the midst of all the shredding, his yeah. stuff seemed, I don't know, it just seemed to stand out as being Dude, more accessible, just... you know? It mm -hmm. just feels good, man. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I did. I always loved a good CC solo. But I loved him. I loved he him. And, uh, Agree. He and Slash kind of stood out to me as the two. Okay, like, Slash yeah. was on yeah, my I'm list. I'm with you. I'm with All you. Right. Oh, it's not. Uh, well, my next on my list is uh, kind of a, I don't know, uh, but it's old Keith himself. I almost uh, put him on there, but I didn't know if we could put the JERKs on there, so I yeah, did. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Keith's the rhythm master. He's an open G man yeah. like myself. Um, I love his tone. I love what he does. He keeps it simple. I heard that uh, I keep hearing that this new album is like the Stones went back to 1972 and just banged out a bunch of rock songs. Yeah, I've heard that, too. All right, and the other next? day, I was driving home, and Sway came on the radio. Oh, Sway. And I sat in my car and listened to it. Then I came in and put the vinyl on and listened to it, because it's yeah. so good. Sway's, so, Sway's okay. tremendous, underrated song. Shark, what you got next? 
Oh well, nearly as iconic. It's a it's a pair, a tandem. The guys who almost single handedly brought the Telecaster to Nashville, Mr. Buck Owens and Don Rich. Hey, nice. I like nice. that. Very nice. Old Buckaroo Yeah, I agree. Buddy Rich is good stuff. Don Rich. <laughs> Man, you remember when he would say like, if you don't like it, we'll take it outside and I'll show you how to fight. You will I'll leave you up there. Without all the assistance. Have you ever listened to the Buddy Rich tapes? They're really a, a funny, funny thing. They're not funny. He's being a complete piece of crap. Oh, he's a complete jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's like, but. <laughs> but still funny. It's not directed at me. <laughs> all right. Who's, uh, who is it here? What's going on? Who said what? Levin to Rob, I think. Levin to Rob. Let's do it. Okay. So, by the way, you said Slash, and I admitted he was on my list. But my yes. next on the list, I mean Slash was a little higher, uh, is David Gilmore. Nice. Ah, okay. Nice. Yeah, he nice. definitely has his own... Uh... Yeah, I would have much man. rather heard David Gilmore release Dark Side of the Moon with just the solos than yeah. hear Roger Waters release Dark Side Dude, of the I, Moon without him. I cannot think of a guitarist that I can get his solos stuck in my head more than in the song than David Gilmore. You can sing every solo. Yes, That's it. yes, yeah. yes. And I can't think of anybody else who does that to me. Skinner, pretty good. <laughs> uh, Shark's Skinner, got a couple, baby. Shark's got a couple on this new album that will get stuck in your head, like you wouldn't believe. Um, yeah, there's one that's earwormy as hell. <laughs> oh, there's more than one. There's there's two of them at least, like solo breaks that are just like, whoa, that's gonna be in my head for three days now. <laughs> yeah, All right. yeah, right. Uh, it's me, I think. Who do I got here? Ah, I spent a lot of time. I used to have a real close. Uh, uh, a lady, who a friend who was French, and uh, uh, I spent a lot of time listening to Django Reinhardt. With nice. Ooh, um, nice, 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 nice. Uh, Ooh la la. I was always blown away by him. He is very, um, not a staple, but he's, he's more commonly known, I guess, in Europe and France and Spain. Like, he's a, he's a thing that kind of every, everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Anyway, everybody knows I knew that of him, he had, so loaded. Uh, <laughs> she, oh, nice. She had albums. Uh, he, he's like the Chet Atkins of France. <laughs> <laughs> like a Les Paul without all the heavy guitars. All right. Do right. Shark? Number 11 is, is one of the JERKs, but I love his playing half for years. It's Richie Blackmore. Hey, Ooh, nice. That's good. Ah, man, I can crank up some early Deep Purple and just, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. a good stuff. Love it. Now, all right. Let's do it. Robbie, what you got? Next on my list was has been mentioned, but it was Slash. I love Slash's Slasher. guitar work. I, yeah, I, I, I had him in my honorable mentions. I uh, Okay, I, I, I feel better I, uh, about that then. Yeah. For, oh, I love Slash. Slash was, uh, once again, more approachable, more soulful, more blues. He wasn't just a shredder yeah. who was shredding yes. his whammy yes. bar. Well, he didn't have a whammy bar. Yeah. But, uh, well, you can way, sing comes, the solo to Sweet Child of Mine I right was going to say, he comes go. close to that Gilmore thing for me where I can sing his solos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, Slash, I got uh, next, I got, uh, I love this guy. The way he plays guitar is crazy. I like to do it, uh, but I can't keep it up for too long. Uh, and that's uh, Mr. Sunhouse. Uh, oh, nice! That's a really good one. Yeah, he's. Uh, Who he's, wants to sound like a hound dog? <laughs> he's. I've talked to sound men that actually 
did sound uh, for Sunhouse, and they they said that he was notorious for blowing out speakers for these string rakes he would do. <laughs> really? <laughs> like he would blow out speakers, so if Sunhouse was playing, you had to have extra speakers. Which is kind of crazy. All right, what you got, Shark? So I, my next entry on the list here is the represents the guys you never get to hear of, but you hear their stuff and they blow you away, okay. and then you never think of them again. And mm-hmm. so I put uh, Grant Ty and Robbie Gersow. Um I found both of them through Robbie Folks, but they've played with a thousand bands. Both of them, okay. you know, were you know schooled. Like Gersow played with the Flatlanders, you know. So I mean, you know, uh, Dallas, okay. all the you know all that stuff. You know, they're the type of things like, oh, I've heard that before, you know. Um, and you know, they're, they represent the thousands of amazing guitar players out there that'll never get on any list, but you will enjoy them throughout your life. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. Robbie, what do you got? Okay. Next on my list, probably neither one of you will be very happy about because it's metal, but this dude took metal and made it groove. And that is Dimebag Daryl. Oh, Dimebag. That he did. I liked Dimebag when I was very young. And, uh, yeah, I liked that. I loved his column. Uh, Robbie, I don't know if you know, he had a column in Guitar World uh, every month. And he would kind of teach you. Oh, nice. He would teach you some riffs or he would teach you maybe a technique. And it was he wrote it. You could tell he wrote it. (laughs) And uh, he was was always preaching, like, um, don't don't overcomplicate it. Like, it is, you know... It's all about feeling. Don't don't right. let the metal don't let the speed metal people tell you it's all about speed. It's not. It's all about feeling. And once you get feeling, you can be fast if you keep you know if you work right. at it. But feeling. No, comes I first. like that because again, metal as we all know was you know, and here was someone like you know, you know, just like giving you some kind of groove to play it's, with. Uh, I don't know, it's man. Too I bad love it. that he had a, a white nationalist for a singer. But anyway, let's uh, I do know. it right. <laughs> I know. All right, coming in next here. This is I'm cheating here. All right, this is a cheat. But I have it's kind of like Sharks last one. I have uh, uh, Clarence White, Norman Blake, Tony Rice, Doc Watson. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, Rob, all, I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> well, they're all so damn good that I can't really just say one is better than the other necessarily. They all um, speak to me the same way that Doc Watson speaks to me in the sense that I listen to it and it it, it really inspires me to try to do more on guitar than what I'm doing. Um, right. And they they all are great at that. Um, so, all right, that's mine. All right, I, I had I had Doc on my list, and and Tony is on up on the list a little bit. But mm-hmm. my number nine entry is uh, actually a guy who can play guitar just like them cats, okay. and he can play it in a whole lot of different ways too. Um, but you'd never know him as guitar player. My one and only favorite, Mister Robbie Falks. Ah, okay. Yes. Guy is an amazing guitar player, but you know he's. You know, he puts himself out there as singer-songwriter. That's what he is. That's what we know him as. But he can burn it down with anybody. Nice. Can you... Uh, well, never. that's a different discussion. All right, go ahead, Rob. <laughs> All right, next on my list. And, of course, I've had some that I've lost because you guys have named. But next on my list uh, is Mike McCready. 
Uh, I wonder yeah. if he would make yeah. a cut. Yeah, I like love Mike's work. And should. I mean, brought the bluesy feel to grunge, you know? Yep, absolutely. And, and yes, he watching brought, him he carried, pay homage uh, to people is just, you know, yeah. I don't know how many nights I've seen him get into a solo and a song and go into Black Sabbath or, you know, Van Halen or ACDC or something. Just, I don't know, man. Just love it. He, and he's, and by the way, I can't think of a person I have seen since he was, you know, since the 90s up till now that when he walks on a stage, you can tell there's nowhere else on earth he wants to be. Like, yeah. he is so excited to be there playing for people. Um, so, anyway, right. yeah, McCree. Yeah. I like a lot of the grunge uh, seem to. Uh, oh, shoot. We are out of time for the radio show. We're going to keep going for the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody, on WDBX. So long, radio. Bye. Um, <laughs> he, uh, they seem to, like, want to destroy classic rock and the blues. And he was like, no, no, no. You can use all this. Yes. We don't. You don't need to start new with a bunch of just broken. This down is chords a guy and... who, in one of their first videos that they were forced to do live, he dressed and played a strat so he could look like Stevie Ray Vaughan because he worshipped him. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, like he talks about that. He's like, I picked out the hat, the outfit. I knew I wanted to play a strat. Like I wanted to be Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> uh. My next one here uh, is a guy who nobody talks about his guitar playing, um, but boy, it's really exceptional, and that's the historian, uh, Mr. Uh, Leadbelly, the old killer himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. So much important music can be traced to him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like I said, he does some amazing stuff, uh, especially when he's playing 12-string. Um, he does he does stuff that I, I listen to it and go, oh, well, I can't figure out what what's going on here um, <laughs> like like really though like leo kotke-esque like uh level plane uh, but yeah that's my uh, my guy there lead belly good night irene <laughs> that's right so my number eight's uh is a little off the beaten path um but it's basically the second side of the live you get what you play for album is the reason he makes my list and that's gary richrath of what? No, who's Gary Richrath? Ario Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon. That that oh, one yeah. dang record, yeah. the second side of that that you get what you play for album when he's got that cocked wah thing going on. What was uh, his nickname? I don't know what he had. I don't know. What's what's his name again? Gary Richrath. Wouldn't uh, I'm not kidding here. I thought like he was nicknamed Guitar Gary or something like that. It probably. <laughs> yeah, that that no, sounds like a like, very central I, Illinois mid seventies guitar yeah, player yeah. name, you know. Fucking guitar Gary Look at this fucking Gary. Oh, you fucking guitar picker, huh? Guitar Gary, you fucking <laughs> Why well, know something that rhymes with Gary? You fucking guitar picker, motherfucker. We're <laughs> off radio guitar now. Gary, though. <laughs> he plays the guitar. His first name's Gary. I don't know. <laughs> He's got some scab going over the pony there. We got to get in on this, T. Furio's got him oh, fresh man. off the boat. <laughs> if this motherfucking Ralphie steps on me one more time, T, I swear to Christ. <laughs> I'll take his fucking eyes out. <laughs> I'm ready to do this fucking prick now, T. <laughs> the second I start it, we can't stop. 
That's him. That's him with the fucking sombrero on. That's him, the motherfucker right there. <laughs> it's called Rolling Stones Guitar Gods, T. It's bullshit. <laughs> Have you seen this fucking list, T? They leave out all kind of greats. <laughs> Hendrix would be rolling they, in his fucking they grave. Didn't put, they didn't put Richie Sambora on there, New Jersey's own son. <laughs> fucking Springsteen's nowhere on the list. You think they'll fucking give a little bit to fucking our own guy here, no, Sal? S Silvio Dante's not even on the fucking list, Tone. <laughs> you ever seen him play guitar? He put the fucking scarf on his head, T. It's crazy. <laughs> Doesn't Bruce, even look like I Sal no more. With capo Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to play this Telecaster, but I'll strum it Springsteen. <laughs> okay. We're going to summon him. It's Halloween. We better <laughs> shut the heck up here. <laughs> but not for okay, you Okay, so is this a me or is it a shark? <laughs> Sorry, where are we on this list? We got off on him. <laughs> Seven, I think. Okay, I've only got four left because I had some that disappeared. Sure, what do we got? All right, so next on my list, I'm I'm in the top five. So we already did Muddy. So my number four, because I did some order here, is Robin Trower. Ooh, Robin yep. Trower. I love Robin Trower. You know, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't have the uh, exposure to Trower that I suppose I should. Uh, bridge of size, uh, bridge of size, man. Get the bridge of size album, and then there's a live album that really was the one that put me over the edge for him. Um, it's just incredible. I, I still to this day can't figure out why Robin Trower's live album, Peter Frampton's live album, the stuff just sounded incredible. And live albums <laughs> not mostly sound like garbage. I don't know what. Oh. Who knew what they were doing back then that they don't well, know how of, to part do Part of now. Robin Trower's thing was the exact same secret that, that Stevie Ray had going on and that's the same secret Jackson Brown's guy had going on. And that was a dude named Alexander Dumble building their guitar amps. Ah, so, yeah. Ah. yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan okay. was not a tube screamer. That's not what made his sound. Did he use one? Oh, most definitely. But that amp he had going back there that, you know, one guy was building for the stars, That yeah, that was the sound. Yeah, and Robin Trower Robin Trower was same same, th same thing yeah. going on. Because that creamy sound is so signature with him. Yeah, I mean, it's just... that, well... Robin Trower is like so like Robin Trower the slide solo on Running on Empty um those are considered quote the Dumble sound you know Okay Okay I didn't know that Yeah Thanks to YouTube I do All right <laughs> <laughs> Thank you I like knowing that Okay, right, now I, just, I was going to say, I had no Sharknado? idea. It's it's me. I, I, I had no idea that uh, Howard Stern's co-host even played guitar, but that's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, <All> right. yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, I mean, make, making your list even, that's crazy. All right, good for her. All right. Next, I got uh, my list. Uh, if you know him, you know him. That's uh, Big Bill Brunzi. I love yep. me, I love no Mr. Big Bill Bernsey. Uh He's a blues guy. He kind of, I don't want to say he upstaged John Hurt, but he, he's a lot cleaner uh, player, player, and he has a lot of fun songs. Um, so you should, yeah, check okay. him out. See if Sam knows him, Rob, because he is, uh, I love Big Bill Bernsey. 
He's a picker. And what's his name you. again? Phil Burnsy? Big Bill Burnsy. Okay, Big B-R-O-O-N-Z-Y. Bill Burnsy. O O N Z Y. Burnsy. He's the BBB. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's my shark. What do you got? And number seven, I've got Mr. Albert Lee. Whoa. Oh, nice. Nice. Yep. Yeah, bad to the bone. So good, so good, so good. I don't know if there's anybody better at single single note lines than than that dude. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good pull. I like it very much. What do you got left, Rob? I got seven okay. Left, I've got though. three left. I got six left. Cool. Yeah, okay. me too. Now, yeah, because you guys, I had some of yours. Um, ah. Next ah, on yeah. my list is Roy Buchanan. Yeah, yeah ah, hard, that's hard to leave off a list. Shoot. Yeah, you guys yeah. know I love Roy Buchanan. Yep, yep. Mm-mm. Ah, Roy. <laughs> I have. I'm sorry. I was looking at something else here. Uh, next, I have. Uh, I mean, I couldn't not have him on my list. It's uh, it's SRV. Um, He's number yep, two I, on my list. You just took another yeah. one. Number six is for me. Yeah, it's SRV, and I know the ghost has been. Killing so we all had SRV on our list then. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think so. Is that the yeah. first one? That I, is that? Yeah, three? I think. Right. Yeah, I think so. Some, my number guy, six was Buddy Guy on everybody's. I didn't have him on mine though. Mine. Okay, so yeah, SRV. No. I think's the first one. Okay, which what's next? Well, my number my six crosses over with with Eastwood's one of Eastwood's groupings, and that's Tony Rice. And it's mm-hmm. yeah, we know well. You just mm-hmm. know Tony Rice is Tony Rice. I mean yep. he yeah. He did. He took Doc Watson the, to the next step. You know. Yeah, he's he's Mrs. He's the Big Bill Brunsey to John Mississippi John Hurt. Yeah, that's a that's a very very good analogy. Excellent yeah. analogy. Yeah. All right, we're down. All right, Robbie's in his top three now. We're down. Oh, I've only got three. one left. Oh, one left. Number one. Well, hold on yeah. to it then. Hold on. Okay. To it. I'm yeah. sitting on yeah, five. Right. What are you? Are you sitting on five? I got seven? five. I got five. Yeah, right. Number five for Who's me your five? is uh, the King of the Blues, the guy that first got me into it, Mr. Robert Johnson. Uh, some nice. Stuff still impossible to play. Yep. Um, just great. What do you got, Shark? I got Red Volkert sitting in number five. Oh. Went right on. Slip. I, yep. If yep. you're, I think if you're having a conversation about greatest living guitar players, Red Volkert is in that discussion. Mm-hmm. I would not argue with that. Uh, number four, I have. Uh, surely he's got to be on everybody's list. It's, it's, it's Jimi Hendrix. I mean, he's he was, he was my I didn't number put, one. I didn't put him on the list. Oh, uh, you didn't? What? I did not. I did not put him he's on the list. Love him. Okay, didn't put him Rolling on the list. Stone magazine. I put nope. him on the list because he really is the first guitar player I ever heard that was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, the guy yeah. that made me fall in love with guitar. Yes, that's yeah. that's exactly right. And I, it was the first thing that stood out as a guitar player to me. I listened to music I, from a very, very young age, loved it all. But he was the first, inst- like, like, oh, that what's that guy doing? <laughs> like, what is that? You know, and how is he doing I, that? Um, and that's, I think uh, we got the Hendrix because it was more accessible as great guitar music. Like, you know, I couldn't play Eruption, but I could bang away on Wild Thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You could play the, you know, uh, you, know you could do licks. Uh, you could right, do a lot I could of play Hey licks. Joe. I could play, yeah, yeah. It, it was, you could I get could into play that parts and you could learn them. Little Wing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it was fun. Like, you know, like I said, he was doing crazy, crazy crap that you're like, whoa, I can... 
make my guitar sound like that. Um, right, but, right. Um, so, yeah, he got me into it, I guess, is why he's still so high up there. Do I listen to him ever anymore? No. So my four him. is uh, it, probably not the most, but if you were having a conversation about the most heard guitar players in history, this guy would have to be in that conversation. That's Brent Mason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Absolutely. Oh, man. All right, what are we down to here? Oh, number three for I've, me. I've got two left. Uh, or, yeah, three number, left, sorry. I got three. Number three for me, uh, I saw a PBS special. Not PBS. Uh, Austin City Limits episode with this guy, and uh, he blew me away, and I've been chasing him ever since, and that's a guy named Leo Kotke, and he took what Doc yeah, Watson right. and Tony Rice did. Yeah, yeah. He was like, now watch this, boys. <laughs> yeah, watch this. He's like, hey, Tommy and man, go check this out. Yeah. Started as a violinist and became, I mean, he's just a monster. All right, what do you got, Shark? On my number three, I got Steve Vai. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, he was the guy I loved him so much. He was he was like so there was Eddie and to mm-hmm. me Vi was like the the cooler Eddie. I and it, and it was probably had to do with the fact that, you know, Jack Butler's guitar player and, or and or Jack Butler, the devil's guitar player and being in the uh Eat 'em and Smile uh, you know, album mm-hmm. stuff. You know that introduction was like that is what the that's what guitar that's how cool guitar can be that that is the coolest thing to ever get right there you know what I mean um, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody exemplified cool more than being the devil's guitar player in Crossroads and being <laughs> you know the guy who who's yeah. up there with David Lee Roth doing Yankee Rose and you know I, I just yeah. that was it for me and and was taught by Joe Satriani <laughs> well like yeah well and, and like. Got into the business by, you know, literally transcribing all this stuff for Frank Zappa. Like, his first job yeah. sitting in a room writing music and mailing it to Frank Zappa. Not even getting to play. You know, right. It's like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wild. And, and, I mean, like, he handled Ralph Macchio kicking his ass ah! with some serious grace. <laughs> well, well and, and but think about it. But humility all the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, you in know, real you, life, yes, yes. Never. That's it. He's got the stage presence of the guitar god, but you know he's normal human. You know, it's it's yeah. He's just he's awesome. We gotta fucking do something about this, T. The fucking Satanists. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, number two. Here we go. Down to two. Number two. I haven't heard him on anybody's list, uh, and that's Mr. Jerry Garcia. I, nice. Ooh, nice. That's really good. I, uh, for many years, uh, well, I love Grateful Dead, and I know how to play a great number of Grateful Dead songs. Both influential on my acoustic playing, especially early on. Uh, and then later, for a long time in my life, if you would have heard me play a solo, it would have been very <laughs> akin to a Garcia S solo. Um, but I, I've kind of lost that. However, I do kind of hit those scales when I'm playing slides sometime. I don't think most people would realize what I'm doing, but uh, that little, you know, the rhythm he would put into his uh, lead, I'm often translating that over into slide. So that's number two. Uh, what do we got nice. here? What's number one So for everybody? 
Well, my, I've still got my, my two here That's real right. quick. Rob's got Mr. Hendrix. I like it, number one. I, it was hard for me not to put Hendrix number one. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I tell you, I'll, I'll give you my two and one slots are actually comprised of four guitar players, and they're the four guitar players that are in my head whenever I play guitar. Okay. And that's uh, Marty Stewart, Kenny Vaughn. I mean, that's basically a team. And with that, you've got to say Clarence White. You know sure. what I mean? That's Shoking And up. then Jimmy Page, um, you know. Yeah, I knew Page was going to be super high for you. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy Page was the first guy that was like, that's what I want to be when I'm on stage. I want to be, yeah, that right there. Well, my number one, I'm sure you probably guessed it by now, it's old Mississippi. Yep, it's Elvis himself, the strummer. (laughs) Yep, it's old Mississippi, John Hurt himself. I don't think anybody's got as much uh, soul uh, in his voice and his guitar playing uh, simultaneously. I don't think you can beat him. And uh, he's rough. He's uh, he's tumble. He's he's like making it. You know, he's he didn't invent it. It was it was there, but he's one of the the first inventors of it. Um, and uh, I love it, flaws and all. Um, nice. And um, yeah, that's why uh, I think yeah he's number one. Like I said, sometimes he uh, stops singing right in the middle of a verse just because of the guitar. <laughs> like Shark said, it's probably more important than the, than the song. Uh, but people will just sing along because you know the words, and uh, he'll often do that. You'll hear him do that in live, and the people will sing, and he's and he'll say, "I got y'all doing my job for me." <laughs> and his weird little soft, uh, soft voice. But yep, that's my number one. Do you know who I had as an honorable mention that I both? I bet you guys are going to crack up about. Let's, let's hear him. Um, I, got I thought too. about this a lot, and someone who I. It's not like I own a bunch of the records, and I even hate one of the bands he was in. But uh, Joe Walsh was an honorable. Ah, I thought about me. Joe Walsh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but there's some James Gang, leave. Eagles, his solo stuff. Dude, dude well, that's Stacey. it. What about what about all the guys in Eagles? Don Felder. Yeah. I mean, we we yeah. left him off. I mean, yeah, you know, I Vince Gill. Fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Uh, I mean, we didn't say any of the Helicasters. Well, no, I got, I got, here's who I got, honorable mention real fast. I'll just rattle them off. Uh, Roger Miller, he just did fun stuff on the guitar. Most yeah. Most people didn't yeah. use it for what he wanted to. Very utilitarian. Sherrick and I talked, had a conversation not long ago about the utilitarianism of a guitar, meaning it can be whatever that artist needs it to be. You can pretty much make it. Next, I got Mark Knopfler, Mike Bloomfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Shit, that should have been there. Danny Gatton. Most people don't know Danny Gatton. He was a monster. Oh, yeah. And he would have been. Monster, monster. Uh, even a bigger monster if he was still around. I can't think of his name. I think it's Frankie Hammond, but the guitarist from Tesla. Um, yep, yep, it oh, is. Yeah. Nice. Um, yep. I loved. I love Tesla. They were uh, just like those. Uh, we talk about Slash and CC. Tesla was a cut above. I thought of all those bands. Um, yeah, and they had two solid guitarists playing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they they would have that. I mean, how shit love song? How many how many guitarists? Yeah, lear- that's right. Learned how to play picking on an acoustic guitar. How to figure out how to play love song? Like it's just fun to right. play. It sounds like it's you know? this uh, beautiful classical song, and it is, but it's not as complicated to play as you might have thought it was, and it would really give you confidence to play that song as a young guitar player. Nice. Uh, Cheese yeah. band, bad lead singer, but two of the best guitar players ever. Warrant. Yep. Really? Joey Lawrence and Eric Turner. 
Yeah, Whoa. But those yeah. dudes were, they were tight. Blow your they mind, good. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, you know who was on my list that, that no one mentioned? What? And I was surprised nobody mentioned. Um, honorable mention for me was Carlos Santana. Yeah. I thought about it. Point. I liked him, but I never. Yeah. He was never approachable for me for some reason. I don't know why. Right. That's just. You know, yeah, I never got past the, the, the big guitarists that I can hear in my head and sing to. Sure. Sure. Yeah. His whole like blues are a pond and jazz is an ocean, man. And he would say yep, stuff. Yep. He would say stuff like, "My guitar turned into a snake." And I was just trying to fight it, man. I was just trying to fight the snake and keep it from biting me. I'm like, no, it didn't. You're not fighting the snake. You're playing guitar, you asshole. Don't tell me you're fighting a snake on acid. If you're fighting a snake on acid and playing a guitar solo are two wildly different wildly things. Wildly different things. That's right. Agreed. Yeah, you got I've a done snake both. in your hand. They're not the same. Not the same at all. So I don't know. That's why you, should, this... that's why you shouldn't do acid when you masturbate. <laughs> oh no <laughs> dear god I'm just fighting a snake fighting uh, a snake has a whole uh, new meaning <laughs> I fought this anaconda until it threw up in my face <laughs> <laughs> must have been one of them spitting snakes <laughs> it's one of those poisonous cobras it's a cycloptic spitting snake <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. We have, well, that was our list. We have OG. I think he finished the wire. Do you want to get OG's wire review before we get out of here? Yeah, let me do this real quick. I don't know. Fuck, boys. I thought we were going out on a high note. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Sperm joke. All right, so here we go. In the words of Neil Goddamn Diamond and the character Clay Davis, I give you this mashup of the wire... Hail, holy she. Nice. <laughs> the little boy dude didn't have to do my boy Omar like that. Agreed. Mm. Yes. It's just messed up. I can't get over it. We None of us can. None of us can. I'm beside no. myself. Wait, I'm kind of beside myself. Travesty. And then you get Jimmy the Cap. <laughs> just just making up some funny freaking story about a serial killer killing homeless people and trying to ribbon on the wrist to try and get a wiretap to bust Marlo better and Bosch. <laughs> ah, think, I mean, he is he has a that's, lot more that's great. on and Bosch, that's for sure. I agree. Uh, they don't even go for people like Jimmy, Jimmy. And I'm like, that's not Jimmy. That's the Zach Morris wannabe looking motherfucker that I'm in. <laughs> taking about, talking about the whole time, just drinking his Jameson and doing his thing. Sure, yeah, he got all clean and stuff, but he's not like Bubbles. <laughs> Zach Morris got back on the sauce and got an Irish funeral wake. Fucking bum. He's a bum. Bubbles, on the other hand who did get on the right path and get over his guilt and go on over his things with that Steve Earl lookalike. That's so funny. <laughs> Shark, it is Steve Earl who plays it the part. It is Steve Earl. Right? Actually, yeah. So, finally got to break the bread with his sister and her child. Looks like they made some good moves there. I'm glad that there's actually a good part of the wire... Oh, they get the little peckerwood little finger making the governorship and the yellow broke dick cop going up there and making him whatever attorney states something or other. But yeah, man, this is just a Game of Thrones Baltimore style travesty all the way around. 
I finished it. I would I would watch again. Love the show. Five stars. OG. Postscript. Okay. The last okay. time you was laughing, coking, and joking about me. Keep it clean, so I didn't keep it clean. Motherfucker is for a <laughs> podcast. La la la. Post postscript. I'm oh, currently on a lot of drugs from my surgery, so I binge watch the rest of this shit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, that, that Steve Earl joke never gets old to me. No, it's pretty that's great. It'd be hard to binge watch the end uh, of the wire. I think that last season, so much, so many bad, horrible things happen. Yeah, I, I think when, uh, once you hit the kids, it's just, it's just fucking painful, nonstop. Yeah, <laughs> woo, with kids. I forgot about the kids. He's gone, gone. All right, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We have gone insanely long. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Peace. <laughs>